0: Hello, and thank you for listening to Author Chats, a quarto group podcast featuring conversations with authors, editors, illustrators, and more. I'm your host, Mel Schuett, and today I'm talking to special guest Carrie Burnell, author of I Am Not a Label, 34 Disabled Artists, Thinkers, Athletes, and Activists from Past and Present. Carrie Burnell is an actress, playwright, author, and former TV presenter for CBBS. She was born with half a right arm and has sought to increase visibility of disabled people through her career in presenting, writing, and acting. In I Am Not a Label, meet 34 artists, thinkers, athletes, and activists with disabilities from past and present to find out how these iconic figures have overcome obstacles, owned their differences, and paved the way for others by making their bodies and minds work for them. Let's chat with Carrie Burnell. Hi, Carrie. I am so excited to talk to you today. This has been on my bucket list of things to do. I'm so excited that we get to chat about I Am Not a Label.
1: Yeah, me too, thank you for having me. I'm equally excited.
0: I think the best place for us to start for this wonderful unique book is for you to say in your own words, A,
1: why you wrote the book and B, who you think the book is for. Well, really, um, my hopes for this book is that it would be a really inclusive book that is for everyone. And I was really delighted that one of the reviewers very eloquently said, you know, this is a book for every child. It should be in every classroom, in every library. And that's, that was really feeling behind it from myself and from the publisher very much, that it's a book that celebrates diversity, um, disability, inclusion, Uh, achievements, you know, all of these amazing things, but it's not specifically written for disabled children. It's very much written for every child. And so as you
0: said, it covers a lot. It covers, you know, everything from disabilities to achievement and, and what people can do despite some circumstances. So can you tell us a little bit about your research process for the book and as you started to touch on already what conscious efforts you made to be as inclusive representative as possible because the book doesn't just touch on physical disabilities.
1: It also touches on mental disabilities and mental health. Yeah. Well, so that, you know, there's a whole spectrum of disabilities as we know. Um, And we, we had this huge list of, uh, you know, different amazing people that we really all desperately wanted to be in the book. I think originally it was meant to be 30 people and we ended up with 34 because we were all very passionate about, you know really really bringing in as as many different unknown uh, disabilities as we could so you know we've got mental health in there which is often missed off the list but you know as we all know and as we're learning uh, more and more really mental health can be really debilitating um we've got hidden disabilities which you know we still know so little about autism we know about but it's very much the male side of autism we're still discovering and learning about female autism so it was really important to me to have hidden disabilities in there you know we've included people of every gender every sexuality every race every culture so it yes it is I'm hoping it is literally one of the most inclusive books it, on the bookshelf that you could ever stumble across uh, and, and that was really our goal you, you know there are always more people that and, and and more diversities that you want to represent and include we couldn't do them all but I'm really hoping that we've managed to get that full rainbow of spectrum of inclusion and life in there I mean, just looking at
0: the cover, it just feel like it's very you. You recognize the people on the cover, and it's sort of it's sort of your in into the book to be like, oh, "Well, I well, love well, Lady yes. Gaga. I had no idea she oh. had this issue."
1: Yeah. Well, I also, I you know, I just want to say Lauren Baldo did such a phenomenal job with the illustrations. The book yes. is so stunning to look at, and I really had no idea. Um, You know, I was told the size of the book, I was shown some of the proofs, but I didn't realize how colorful and just glorious it is to look at, really. I feel like, you know, even if you're a child that doesn't enjoy reading or who's too young to read or who who can't read, or even an adult who doesn't enjoy reading, that book is going to really draw you in and capture you because it's so, you know, it's such a sort of, arty experience just looking through the book it's it's so lovely and so warm uh and I yeah i I when I actually saw it for the first time I gasped which you know is yeah, I've been an author for you know quite a few years and I'm I'm used to seeing my own books but this was just so so special I think with with the illustrations particularly just yeah amazing and and as you say There are some familiar faces in there which are really important Um, and it's you know it's good to learn new things about people who are already iconic but then it's also great to learn uh, about uh, you know people living with disabilities that we've never heard of or perhaps our parents or grandparents know about but we don't know and then there are also you know some really young people who are just coming through now who I wasn't even really aware of so it's very exciting and and it's very informative it's hard not to want to rip out every single page and poster mm, my I wall I know I know <laughs> Where, when are the posters coming yeah right yeah
0: you were on you were a television presenter on an air a network called CBs which is in yes. the UK and it's still running today and you yes. were on it for a while you were on it for 10 or 11 years right
1: <gasps> I was on it for eight years, eight years. Um, solidly eight years, and then I kind of dipped in and out for another two years. So, yes, but I, I did a, um, a good old stint of eight years. Yeah. And there was, it was
0: interesting because there was some controversy when you started back in two thousand nine, I believe. Parents were a little bit nervous yeah. about explaining some of, you know, answering some of the tough questions their kids were asking about your physical disability. We are yes. now. We're now 11 years later, and you're publishing a book for children about disabilities, all sorts of disabilities. So how do you feel between 2009 when you started and now 2020, the conversations, specifically in sort of the children's sphere, whether that's television or books, have changed? Do you think that this book could have been published 10 years ago to the same level of acceptance and the same... You know, do you think people would have been as excited to read about dis- different disabilities and to see themselves represented in
1: these books? I would hope so is is the answer um, but I feel like something uh, really sort of magical or unexpected or organic has, has happened with this book just um, obviously you know when we when I signed the deal, we didn't know what was going to unfold in 2020 you know with the pandemic. And the real uh, shifting of opinions, and you know, trying to really look at our behaviour, trying to dig up all you know, all the mistakes we've made, and really examining them, and, and you know, kind of uh, really shining a spotlight on uh, humanity and culture, which I feel is really happening in 2020, especially with privilege and race you know, and all the different movements that are, uh, are happening at the moment. So uh, miraculously, I really feel like this is a great moment for this book. And there seems to be a lot of demand for it and a real kind of thirst for books that are really inclusive because, you know, because the honest truth is that they're just, you know, there isn't enough representation. When I started on CBeebies, uh, it was about 11 years ago now. You know, children's TV in the UK is really inclusive. I should just say, you know, they are a real champion of diversity and inclusion. Um, you know, if if you want to see society reflected as it is, you know, put on a children's channel, CBeebies, in fact, put that one on because that's the best. No. <laughs> um, so I think... It, TV was already doing that. As you've said, there was, um, you know, some people were uncomfortable with having a disabled presenter. With my particular disability, which is that I've got one hand, I don't wear a prosthetic, I hate prosthetics, I've, I haven't i have worn one since I was nine. Uh, you know, and it, it, that's jarring for some people because they're not used to seeing it. But my sort of attitude towards that, you know, the, the same attitude I've had since I was four in SAMPIT is you know, yes, it's fine to ask the questions. It doesn't mean anything bad. If people are curious, that's a good thing. Let's answer the questions and let's move on. Build a sandcastle or whatever it is you want to do with your life. So I feel like in the UK, I don't know so much about the US, but certainly in terms of children's telly, we are fairly representative. Not enough. You know, we can always do more. But in terms of publishing, I think things have definitely been slower. There is definitely a shift occurring and we are catching back up. So, I, yes, in a very long winded way to answer your question, I think now is the perfect moment for this book, uh, you know, which is a, a stroke of luck, really. And my hope for it really is that it's it, it finds its people Or it's people find it. Um, And so anyone who is struggling with, you know, feeling unsure or low self-esteem or feeling like they don't fit in can take reassurance, you know, from this book. So anybody
0: who... Didn't who sort of on the cutting room floor who didn't make it into the book. That I mean, you said you you started with thirty and now we're at thirty four. There has to be somebody right, who who really wish had made it in, but unfortunately just couldn't squeeze that person in.
1: Well, it it was a real process of back and forth between myself and my lovely editors, and I think I I think I got everyone through that I was really rooting for and, and championing. So that yeah, I I don't think there was anyone who uh, you know I I was sort of uh, basically anyone that I was desperate to have in the book made it into the book but of course there'll be people who we've missed who we may not have even heard of yet and there will be people who didn't make it in simply because uh, you know their story or circumstances were, were too similar to someone else's you know it's it's like being a casting director in, in some respects. But the amazing thing about that means is that the scope for more books. So I'm still you know, not still, a <laughs> label. <laughs> um, yes, exactly. No one's a label. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, uh, uh, other books have done, you know, Rebel Girls have done it. And, you know, there, there's definitely, um, if there's an appetite for it, you know, there's there's definitely room for us to keep on discovering stories about the disabled community because you know there is a lack of them and I think more and more and more they you know they need to start emerging and they will start coming out of the darkness and into the light.
0: You you're an actress a playwright an author you were a television presenter you and I have spoken about how you dabbled in singing but you're consider dabbled. yourself as a yeah. <laughs> dabbled
1: <laughs> not a singer. Dabbled. Tell us no. what you have coming up next. What are you working on now? So I am working on another book. I can't give you the title. Um, it doesn't come out until twenty two, but it does have disabled protagonists and it is set in a fairy tale, foresty world. Um, you, in, in that kind of typical dreamlike fairy tale world of our childhoods that we all imagine, but it's it's very much twisted up. And it, it's sort of a, a fresh or modern retelling in a classical fairy tale world. That sounds amazing. What age range? Uh, so it's nine to 12, but I would say at, at the higher end. So it's middle grade, but it's, it's right in the, it's right on the cusp. It's on the edge of the woods of middle grade, if that makes any sense. Just like the children themselves. Exactly. Um, yes. <laughs> I have one final question for
0: you and it has to do with librarians because we have lots of librarians listening. I would love Mm -hmm. for you to share with them, do you remember the first book that you checked out of the library and what does it mean to you to have your book available to anybody who wants to learn about all these kinds of different disabilities?
1: Yeah, well, I just love libraries. I'll just start by saying that. Um, I loved them when I was little because I was so excited about the library card. It was just so lovely to have my own library card and I really enjoyed that whole thing of you know you go and you get the book and you bring it home you're borrowing the book then you bring you know it it, it, we all know how it works right but it's it's just so special when you're sort of three or four it's a lot of Um, autonomy yeah yeah and then as a mum, I also love libraries because you know, they're free, they're warm. There's often somewhere you can get a nice coffee. And, it. you know, it's just, I just find them really welcoming and, and quite a relief. You know, on a busy day, it's like, oh, yes, let's go to the library. And now you can make a lot more noise in libraries. And they're often children's libraries, you know, are colourful and chaotic and You know, buggies are in the way, you know, children are falling over and books are scattered everywhere and no one (laughs) minds, and it's all great. So, yeah, I I really value libraries so much as part of our community. Um, One of the first books I remember borrowing from the library is Where the Wild Things Are, and I still just adore that book. I think anyone who's been lucky enough to have it read to them as a child just adores it because. It, you know the illustrations are amazing and it, it's just it's such a, a magical and yet believable story you know we all want to be max in the boat and stomp around leading the wild things and not eat our dinner and so I love I love that book and even when I'm if I'm in a bookshop or library and I'm not looking for it and I just sort of glimpse it out of the corner of my eye instantly you know it, it's like a a, a very swift path straight back into my childhood. so yeah, it, that that's a really precious book to me. Uh, so yeah, so uh, the, you know this this amazing um privilege, really, an idea of having my own books in libraries all over the world, is it is so exciting, so heartwarming. and yes, I, I think it just comes back to hoping that you know w- with any book you write. You, you just want it to find its reader or its readers. And, you know, it, not every child will love every book, but I think with this book, a lot of children really will love it because it's 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 written in that sort of broad way um, where, it, uh, you know, and the stories are short as well. It, it, it's one story per page or the, the biographies are short. So, um it, you know, it, it really kind of brings people in and the way I've written it isn't strictly like, um, you know, a bio, say like a Wikipedia search. It's not it's not just information. It's um, it's more fairy tale ish than than that. Um, someone who was reviewing it again on social media described my writing as dreamy and fiery, which I loved. I was like, Yes, yes, that's <laughs> what it is. That's what I've been looking for. And um, so so hopefully uh, yeah, I've achieved that within the book and hopefully that resonates with a lot of children disabled, able-bodied, children from all different cultures.
0: I mean, this is definitely a book to come back to time and time again as you learn more about I, different people yeah. oh and we're seeing that person and I am not a label and it's just the perfect I book hope to so. have. almost as like an encyclopedia reference text. Just yes.
1: yeah. Thank you so much for chatting with me today, Carrie. I really, really had a great time. Me too. Me too. It was really, really great to talk to you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Author Chats. I Am Not a Label, 34 Disabled Artists, Thinkers, Athletes, and Activists from Past and Present is available worldwide, so please visit your favorite bookstore, library, or online retailer to find a copy for you and your readers. Enjoyed what you heard? Tell your friends. Share our podcast far and wide with colleagues by suggesting they subscribe to author chats on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever they listen to podcasts. And we'd be so grateful if you left a review so others can enjoy the podcast too. Special thanks to Scott Holm for our theme music.